Hey, Biff, what's a plumber's least favorite vegetable? What is a plumber's uh, least favorite vegetable, John? Leeks. I, I hear it's a vegetable. I don't know for sure. Links? Leeks. Leeks. Yes. Oh, leeks. Yeah. You know, sure. see, the whole joke is the leek is a vegetable, yeah, but a leek from a, a pipe. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Great. It, it yeah. sounds the same, but different meaning. Leaks. Leaks. Uh, yeah. All right. Th th this is an easier one, I hope. <sighs> Biff, what do you have when life gives you melons? What what do you what do you give uh, when life gives you melons, Chuck? Dyslexia. <laughs> you see, because the joke is usually melon, what do you get when life gives you lemon? See, melon, so dyslexia. Anyways, hello everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. No! Where's Joe? Joe. Uh, no! Joe is no! in Connecticut. At the Retro World Gaming, uh, we went last year, and and he, he told me the other day, it's like, yeah, me and his, him and his boys were going down to Hartford for, and I went with my boys last year. I'm like, wait, that wasn't a year ago. He goes, no, it was like nine months ago. For some reason, they moved it up. Okay, but he's down there, you know, trying to round out his Coleco Vision 2800 games or something like that. So, you, you know. want to go and uh, visit Sod too while you're there. You know, I, had I gone down, I would have tried to reach out to Saad. Uh, yeah. You know, for, for, for the three listeners who don't know Saad, an ex-Friday Night Hockey alum, uh, you know, top five wing nuts of all time. Like if we did a if we did a bracket, if we did a, you know, the, the March Madness 64 team bracket of the craziest people from from the years at F and H. So, so it rounds out the top five, right? Mm, top well, ten, top ten for sure. Top ten for sure. I mean, I mean, you know, pretty sure that there's a guy that lost the lawsuit to the dead guy is in there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with a you know the tattoo, a sunflower tattoo on his back is probably in. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Right? So uh, those are like I think those are the two kind of they're like the you know the um, Mike Britton, the Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr of Friday Night Hockey. <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike Britton. Yeah, Mike, hey, okay. you know, Mike. I Mike, wasn't gonna mention actual actual names. Yeah, talk, but I'm not. I'm not worried. Go. I'm not worried about Mike go. Britton finding me and killing. Anyway, it's not so much about you know. It's just a courtesy thing, Jacques. It really is just a courtesy. Yes. Yeah, so, so I apologize to the murderer, Mike. Anyways, um, that said, uh, you know, we don't have a sideshow this week, but but the boys go back to school this week, and I I I've literally been half slacking half slacking and half just being busy as fuck with the lots of travel and the wife traveling i mean it has been a crazy last four months as far as that goes but i do i want to get back into doing sideshows talking to more comics you know now that i again am uh am doing stand-up comedy sure, officially yeah, yeah. you know uh, you know i have more i have more street cred you know talking comic to comic with uh, these street, people street cred. you know stage cred uh but but i do sure. uh, you know go, going forward maybe not the next couple of weeks because there is one more planned trip and that's back to LA in a few weeks. Third time is the charm uh, yeah. this time for three nights of Duran Duran at the Hollywood bowl in a couple of weeks. Um, so wait, uh, let, I, let me, how many nights are you going to be here and how many of those nights are spent at Duran Duran? Honestly, I think because the boys are back in school and the wife has to work, 
Uh, I think it's just a four-day trip or three, <laughs> three shows. Like, we might get in on Friday, and she'll go to the show on Friday, and I'll go to uh, F&H. Right. 50-50 if I go with her on Saturday. I will go to the last show because it's the last show of the tour. Okay, that's pretty cool, yeah. So, And, and I'll tell you, dude. I got I to gotta give it up to management, who is just hardcore. Um, no, 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 that's cool, right? I mean, well, I mean, you know, after after the last two years, you, you know what? You, you know, like, you might as well do it, right? Just just freaking do well, it. All those things, ah, you know, blah, 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 I know, I don't know if I should do Yeah, just. just yeah, yeah, there was a couple I, tours that she was going to go see in 2019 with other artists. She would never miss yeah. Duran Duran. But she's like, yeah, maybe I'll see him next time. Well, you know, I got some things going on. Once COVID hit and 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 two years of planning in 2020 went down the drain, and then when all the planning for 2021 didn't happen, and look, first world problems. Oh, woe is me. I don't get to go to Ibiza yeah. for another year. Um, but she's like, I'm not missing shows. So the other day, uh, it kind of worked out where her work family, a couple of the kids, the two kids were were sick. And the wife, you know, the mom uh, tells management, it's like, oh, don't come in tomorrow you know, to take the day off. And she was like, oh, she hummed and hawed about doing it. I'm like, you got to do it. Biff, she powered through it. She drove. Yeah. She she left about two o'clock, one o'clock, got down to Madison Square Garden. Right. Yeah. Walked up to the ticket office. Uh, You can always get a single seat. You know, and she she really wanted to see him at Madison Square Garden. They sold out Madison Square Garden. Yep. So great. She got a great seat. They yep. did a two-hour show. And usually nice. they're about a 90-minute band. They're usually about right, a 90-minute right. band. Okay. So she yep. was so psyched. Drove home. Got home at 4 in the morning. Left for work at 6.30 or 7 o'clock. Like, slept for three yep. hours. You know, like she's in her 20s. And, you know, it was a long day. A lot of coffee. But she got through it. And she's like, so. And I, I am. I'm so jacked she did it. But as far as yeah. me. I'll go to the Sunday show. I think it's Sunday. I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Um, and I will go to the last show. Like I said, last show of the tour. Um, yeah, so, so it's great. She hasn't been to L.A. She, Yeah, no, she went in 2019, but she was only there a few days when the boys and I were okay. out there. Yeah. But this is my third trip. Um, and I'm either going to go the day we're going to go together. And, and here's the crazy thing. I was just thinking about this. It's been 10 years since just her and I want a plane or, or a trip together. Right, right, right. And, right, right. Yeah. She's yeah. done a lot of traveling. I've done a lot of traveling. We've done some traveling as a family, yeah. but this is, a, and it's like, I was thinking the last time was 10 years ago. I took, and, and it was a work thing. It was like, yeah. I took Melora Hart and Jan from the office to do oh, right, right, right. Yeah. A, an anthem for the dolphins. And it was just a, I don't, I think we were on the ground 48 hours, maybe, <laughs> you know, and of which eight was taken up by the game. Right, right, right. But it was, but yeah, so I'll be coming out and I left my gear there. So I, I will have another triumphant, you know, skate with, uh, with, with you and, 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 and all-star Tommy and Scotty. Yeah, tri- Bla- triumphant's an in- interesting selection of words, but sure. Dude, that last game, I think that, I think that second assist that I had was just, I think it's, there's still buzz. There's still buzz, you know, in the Valencia greater six flag area about that, you know, that outlet pass that led all, to that. All, all I can say is that, you know, it, a coincidence, not coincidence. I don't know, but you know, like right after you were on that skate, um, 
they uh, had they re they redid that Olympic ice. I don't know if there was some damage that you caused to the, that ice or something, but that ice was uh, resurfaced uh, after you uh, left. So you know, might be coincidence. You know, might not be. Uh, yeah, it's my power of skating that just digs into the ice yeah, and left a crack. Yeah, sure, you know. yeah, power skating. Sure, hey, yeah. this week, Biff, I won Twitter this week. Congratulations! Thank you. I I'm waiting for my plaque in the mail on the same day. Uh -huh. On the same day, both Emo Phillips, Emo Phillips, nice. and in a second tweet, the great Dave Foley of Kids in the Hall like tweets of mine. Uh, that's you know I th I think that you know what that's pretty good, but I think that when it comes down to it, unless you get like you know unless you get Mark Hamill, I think I think I think that's you have to withhold any Twitter victory until you get that Mark Hamill like. I think that's really you know. That's the no, one that you're, you're waiting for. It's funny that you mentioned Mark Hamill because inexplicably, my little guy, uh -huh. a few weeks ago, you know, he, he, you know, with all with all the things he battles with, right? OCD and ADHD, yeah. he toggles between things, and for about three months. We almost had to declare bankruptcy because of his Lego habit. <laughs> right, right, right. And the past few weeks, it's been about, for some reason, and I don't know what he saw on YouTube or what somebody mentioned, and it wasn't me, but out of the blue, he wants a real lightsaber. One of these, not real lightsabers. I mean, gosh, you know, I get one of those. A if they real, were real lightsaber. lightsaber. But you, you know, one of those two three hundred dollar right, ones. Right, right. So one of the one of the kind of the. High end collectibles. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, and he yeah. wanted he wanted to go to Disney and get when we were out there. And I'm like, you know what? We'll go to Disney next year, but right now it's just the ticket prices are crazy. It's a thousand bucks for one day, you know, where we used to get passes for a thousand bucks a few years ago. So I'm like, yeah. 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 But he he when, when he gloms onto something, he can't let go of it. And today, last night and today, yeah, you know, management is back in Chicago for work. He decides he wants to watch the original trilogy. So in the last 24 hours, we've watched A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and we took a break to do this podcast because we were halfway through uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. And just out of nowhere. So when you mentioned Mark Hamill, it's just yeah. kind of funny that it's been a Mark Hamill weekend, you know, for us. And it's great. Yeah. Um, but, but, but yes. So I, I, like, you know, for me, like, I, and I know, you know, obviously you don't care about these metal guys, but I have gotten, I have gotten, um, uh, an actual thank you from the uh, Billy Sheehan, who is considered to be like one of the greatest heavy metal bassists of all time. He was in David Lee Roth's band when, when he had that briefly, but so I've gotten a thank you from David Lee Roth, and I've gotten replies from Marty Friedman, um, Megadeth's guitar string. There, you know, they're you know they're what what's, what's considered their biggest era, you know, and uh, Mike Portnoy, the uh, drummer from Dream Theater, also responded to my. So I, I got beyond just a like from my, you know, from my. Well, that that is awesome. I uh no, we, no we, I actually we, don't care that much. I just no, know that it happened. It's like it is I nice. was just kind of I was just kind of surprised that they they bothered, right? That's the that's really more than anything else. And I think that's cool that you know, you know, you know, and obviously like different people are have different ranges of how much they bother to respond to some of these, right? But you know, I think it's you know, it is always cool when some of these people are just actually bothering to respond, right? Right. No, it, it, you know, well, I mean, Joe, Joe, 
was quick to point out, hey, it's not like Emo Phillips likes every tweet he's mentioned in. <laughs> uh, because he does like every tweet he's mentioned in. But you know what? Uh, the fact that Dave Foley, you know, responded to a tweet uh, because, you know, they, they he, he, had, he had put uh, – they're, they're doing a fan expo. He's like, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. And I wrote, everybody, even Phil from the warehouse – the one with the paints in his head, which is an obscure reference to a lesser known skit that they had. So, okay. so, you know, so the fact that he liked that. Um, so we don't have Joe joining us, which yep. is a bummer because uh, last weekend was another one of those. I don't know if I told you, and I forget the guy's name. You all, of course, maybe know it. The guy is famous for being the saxophone player and the lost boys. And, uh, management went to see him at Ralph's in okay. Worcester, and okay. and there was, look, there's it's there's a ah oh, damn it, there's a there's a show on Netflix oh, wait, called this is the la- saxophone pl- like Lost Boys is in the movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, scene. Yeah. There's a scene where he's on screen for like 11 seconds, and truly, oh, okay, it it is his you know super t- overtime winning field goal kick to win a Super Bowl. He's made a whole career out of it, and okay, and so yeah, so he was at Ralph's. 200 people. You know, I think it holds like 100 inside, so they moved it outside. They show Lost Boys, and then right. he does a 45-minute set playing saxophone along to, you know, some of the songs that he's recorded with famous people. And, okay. you know, so the guy's like in his mid-60s, and he's eking out a living, and he wears this absolutely over-the-top, hysterical spinal tap cod piece. Just this big black jockstrap on the okay. outside of his his jeans, and it's funny because you know management and her friend thought it was hilarious. And then we watched the show. She somebody told her, "Oh, he explains why he wears it on a." There's a Netflix show called like um, "How It Was Worn," or you know, I, I'll post what it was. But basically, it was like a 20 minute little documentary on him, and it was fascinating. And the and you kind of feel bad. He's one of these guys who. <sighs> Like a pro athlete who was in the limelight forever, and then the limelight goes away. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like he was a saxophone player for 15 years with Tina Turner. Oh, okay. Right. Just doing okay. state and all yeah. this, all these things where he's doing stadium tours with her, and and in the 80s, saxophone was big in music. You know, in excess, and you know, Duran Duran sure, has yeah. a saxophone player. I mean, it was a prominent instrument in the 80s, you know. Well, and, I mean, forgetting Bruce Springsteen, right? I right, mean, thank you. Right, sure. right, the big man, like Clarence. Yeah, yeah Everybody right, so. knows Clarence. Uh, yeah. And then it goes, and, and you know, it's like, and then it just went away. It's like when you see the documentary on the metal guys I talking th- I, about... I think, I think, yeah, I think you have to uh, blame Nirvana for that, right? Well, that's the funny I, thing. I, listen, right. listen, Dave Grohl yes. had... Dave Grohl has actually done stuff that is metal and done stuff with metal musicians, but has he created any mu- music with a saxophonist? No, I don't think so. Nope. I don't think so. Finger could be pointed squarely at Mr. David Grohl. I think I think it's Nirvana's fault. Well, it's funny because Nirvana used that famous documentary. I forget what metal guy it was who was talking about the day you know "Smells Like Teen Spirit" hit yeah. MTV. It was a death. Of hair metal, and that, well, like I, that, I'll say that I do remember George Lynch saying that in the in the um the 
uh, VH1, you know, documentary. So George yeah. Lynch, the of course you know George Lynch has the lead guitars for Dokken. Duh. I don't, I don't yes. have to tell you that. Dude, like, what, what do you think that poster behind me is? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and anyway, yes, but but she she went and saw that and, and it was great. Oh. But yeah, so so anyway, so Joe came over, and the last time Joe came over, our friend Sully, friend of the podcast, we watched Cannibal Run. I can't say how how glorious it was. It was <laughs> it was Cannibal. just so. I mean, it, between the misogyny, between the racism, yeah. between the every you know, it's great because you know Jackie Chan is driving a car. And it's and and his engineer is is Japanese, yeah. and they're yelling at each other in Japanese and Mandarin, and it's like they understand each other. Of course, they both are speaking completely different languages, but uh, but oh, it was it was great. And then the they're the ones that Farrah start Fawcett the bloopers. Right? Fair Fawcett wasn't that, and she's yeah. kidnapped by Burt Reynolds, right? But right. then, of course, falls in love with him, like course, the Stockholm yeah. syndrome, you know. But sure. hey, it was Burt Reynolds at the height of his career, so who, who wasn't in love with him? Um. But so Joe comes over and we're going back and forth about, hey, let's watch this. I, I, I didn't want to watch. He hasn't seen Smoking the Bandit either, but I want okay. to save that for Mike. And then for some reason, I think we were talking about, oh, a guest on Conan's podcast this week. And then we fell down the rabbit hole of Conan holding hands. We watched Conan's first episode when he hosted um, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, the, the first the the first NBC, the one. first yeah. NBC yeah. tonight. Yeah. You know John Goodman, John yeah. Goodman, uh, John Goodman, and oh, I, I see her. I'm like, uh, oh gosh, she was in ET. Woody, Woody owns uh, Drew her. Drew Barrymore, also. Drew Barrymore, and Tony Randall. And okay. right away, you know, she he had the he had the great yeah era, uh, you know. Love hate relationship with Tony Randall, like on right, as a right. guest, like yeah, the adversary yeah. relationship from, yeah. from, from minute one, from absolute minute one. And it was great. And then we watched the first episode of The Tonight Show. And my little guy, it last time Joe came over, two times ago, Joe came over. We watched a documentary about uh the Drew Carey show, the the sick the, the sketch comedy oh, okay. show. Yeah, right, and right. and there was a scene in that that Joe Joe seen the documentary. He's seen this footage before, but one clip, one little clip hurt him so much, like laughing. Like yeah. in the 30 plus years I've known Joe, I never heard Joe laugh that long okay. and that hard. Well, this time it was my turn and I've seen it before, yeah. but, but for the tonight show, it's the very first, the very first thing yeah. it starts off Conan waking up in bed and he has his checklist. Like, you know, write jokes yeah. you know do this and then he's scrolling down slowly and he's like move to los angeles and he looks out the window and he's looking at the empire state building and then he runs downstairs to hail a cab he can't get a cab so he just starts running across america and dude the money that they spent to shoot they, this was <laughs> this wasn't yeah. green screen they yeah. drove across the country and just shot him like there's a drone or hell there's no drone so this was a helicopter shot him running across like one of the big bridges leave out of manhattan right. when it's a close-up on him and then it pulls out and it's a helicopter shot he's running by the ark in st louis he's running you know and then he's running down the street um uh, and runs into Wrigley Field. 
and it cuts to him running across the field in the middle of the game with security chasing him. <laughs> and for some reason, that struck me in a way that uh, I I'm screaming. I my little guy, you know, stops his uh, you know, stops his online fortnighting and runs upstairs to see what the hell's going on. <laughs> and and you know, then he runs through Vegas and then he's running down the ten. You know, there's another great like yeah. they 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 prop a camera, you know, down Hollywood Boulevard. It starts on a close up, and it pulls out him running down the middle of the street past the Capitol building, and then he gets to the stage, and he goes to open the door, and it's locked, and he can't find the key. And then it cuts to his key sitting on his table back in <laughs> back in your. But so we watch that. Then we watch the last episode of yeah. the Tonight Show, which is one of the greatest moments of, of, of TV. It was really, it was so hard to watch. It was so bittersweet. And it's funny because everybody in the world was pissed and expecting Conan to kind of burn yeah. the village down on the way out. Right. And instead he completely went the other way. He goes, yeah, look, yeah. I'm sad. And he goes, but I never in my wildest dreams expected yeah. to host the tonight show. And, you know, NBC was my home forever. You know, I wrote on Saturday night live. They gave me my own show when nobody thought they should have. That show was wonderful. They gave me this chance. So I'm thankful for the opportunities I had not been. And then we watched the first TBS show. Okay. So before you, in between, you didn't watch the Conan appearance on Letterman. Uh, I we did not watch that, but in between, in real time, in real life, both Joe in Boston, management, and I at the um, oh, what what was the amphitheater, the Universal Amphitheater? Uh, yeah, yeah. We we saw Conan when he did his tour when he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and it was like not legally allowed to be on TV for seven months tour, right, right, something, something right. like that. Uh, yeah. But you've but, seen the you've seen his appearance on Letterman, right? Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's absolutely great. Um, and both those guys, you know, it's yeah. it's you know, it's stunning. It's like I don't blame Jay Leno for taking Dave's job in the first place. I mean, you know, Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, well, look, Dave, Dave thought he was getting it. Um, Johnny Carson wanted him to get it, yeah. but the network made a decision. And what yeah, was Leno? You're right. You're right. What was Leno going to do? Say no? I'm not going to take it. Well, it's not so much. I I I think it's some of the the stuff that kind of occurred in the background. To essentially kind of insert himself there, right? Right. So, but I mean, but what I do really fault him on is taking Conan's job. Well, that one is that one is that one's awesome. awesome that that but. that makes him a douchebag. You know, you know, uh, you know, both Jay Leno and Michael Chiklis, alum of my same uh, Andover High School, uh, different years, different different years, but um. But yeah, so that was such a douchebag move to to do By that. By the way, did I, you know, I don't think I ever told you this, but I once saw Michael Chiklis at the Burbank skating rink. Like he he was there for public skating. He was like, and I'm thinking, you know, I recognize you, and I'm not gonna fucking out you because oh my god, you look like hell on ice. But we kind oh. of had eyes, and he kind of kind of realized. I know who you, you know. He he realized that he knew I knew who he was. Right, right. right. And, and I just kind of said. So gave the, him a nod and he just went on his merry way. Was because, he with himself? Was he skating with his kids or something? Yeah, it looked like. I mean, I, I presume that was his family that he was with, right? But okay. it was one of those situations where um, uh, James was taking uh, skating lessons at that time. So oh. essentially, we had the skating lesson, and right after that, you could stick around for the public skate after that. So that's right, right. what we were doing. You know, was that? Uh, no, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, dude. 
you know, I'm sorry you're subjected to do this for your family. And, you know, I hope nobody recognizes you because, you know, because you look awful and man, that would be embarrassing. So, oh, the other the other thing that to, to Joe and I, because it was one of those things, Joe shows up at like seven and we, he watched TV with me till three in the morning. Right. And uh, we watched a few episodes of MTV's Remote Control. Fantastic oh, show. I used to dude, be so good at that show. So great. So much fun. I mean, there was again, one episode where like everybody sucked and they tossed all the contestants out and they brought in brand new contestants. Oh, and then, and then the, the this one woman that went to the final one had one act to name. And I was screaming the answer on the TV because I'm an idiot like that. And like she had like 15 seconds left or some some, you know, like unusual amount of time. She was just bang, 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 bang. And then that one video she couldn't get. So what was it? It was a. Uh, I don't know if you know who this guy is. It's a. He's a blues guitarist named Robert Cray. I wouldn't have got it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. and it's funny. One guy won a car, and it was what is honestly looked like a moped. You know, <laughs> like and uh, it's like I'd be like, no thanks, I'll take the bus home. Um. So we watched Remote Control. A uh, one episode. Who who hosted um, who hosted the Newlyweds? game you think about chuck woolery but no not chuck woolery that that that's two and two that that's love connection oh, uh, i'm sorry the newlywed game e- 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 was... e- i see that guy's face and i can't remember his name but yeah anyways he he co-hosted an episode with ken Oka okay. okay and was coaching him about how bad he is of a host the whole time <laughs> and how to take over it was fun it's you banks it was bob eubanks thank Eubanks. You. yeah thank you joe, joe will be pissed i forgot that but it was eubanks and then if that wasn't good enough, what the one thing that we watched, look, I would just go back. Anybody listening, take the five minutes and watch the opening sequence of, of Conan's first night on, on his own show on late night with Conan O'Brien. That was great. That was really, really great. He's walking down the street and and everybody from the newspaper handler to girls playing hopscotch are like, you better be as good as Letterman. You better be as good as (laughs) Letterman. Then he goes to hang himself in the dressing room, but they knock on the door and like, you're on, Conan. It's like, do I have a couple minutes? And they're like, no, you got to go on right now. And he's like, dejected. He can't hang himself. But when he gets to NBC, when he gets to 30 Rock, he gets off the elevator and Tom Brokaw's there. And he's like, hey, I just want to be the first to wish you the best of luck. And then Conan's like, oh, thank you, Mr. Brokaw. And he walks away and Brokaw's like, oh, and Conan, you better be a good letterman. And he has a bunch of crackers in his hand and he like crumbles them out because, or else, you know, it's funny. (laughs) But then that, you know, but, you know what's what was kind of sad about some of these, and you know, I know why it all happened, but you know, like Brian Williams used to be a great guest. Oh, yeah, when he right? used to do the slow jam, the news. But I'm not just, I mean, not just that, but just when he just he would just sit down and start and talk. Funny, was just funny such a as funny hell. Guy. Timing, you know, just, yeah. like great comedic timing. Right. I mean, uh, and you know, he deserved what he got for you know that whole you know the basically right the you know you can't you can't pass yourself out off as a journalist and kind of fake you know being somewhere where he was and kind of stuff right so i get it but that so but you know i was just one of those situations where i was just genuinely sad that even though i agreed that he deserved the cancellation you know and i don't think we called it that back then but no no but you know but and also uh and going back to remote control so are are, are like all the episodes on 
they're all out there. Yeah, they're oh, I like gotta start watching that. I used to watch, you know. But I think I they're to... also on Buzzer or something like that. Joe Joe oh, okay. instantly fu- but Joe wanted to watch that episode with, with the guest host and right, stuff. Right, right. Well, because you know, and then you know, that was the first time I saw like um Dennis Miller and Adam Sandler. Yeah. There was so like Colin Quinn was was the was the, Colin the announcer. Was the co-host. Yeah, co-host, yeah. Um, so, so the other thing that Joe and I watched that I recommend to everybody, I thought I would like it. We, we said, oh, you know what? We'll watch the first like 10, 15 minutes and then we'll get into watching a movie or something. We watched the entire thing. The South Park 25th anniversary concert. Oh, a I, lot. You know, I know about it, but I never watched it. Yeah. Live concert at Red Rocks. Right, right. Yeah. And it was truly like a homecoming for these guys. Like they grew up in the shadows. Their college is truly in the shadows of Red Rocks. On one side of the stage was Primus. Yeah. On the other side of the stage was Ween. And then, you know, Matt and Trey were in the middle. And yeah. and and Trey Parker played piano for I'm gonna say 75% okay. of the concert. Uh Matt toggled between playing guitar and playing drums. Huh. And it was really, really, really a sweet moment yeah. where unbeknownst, unbeknownst to Matt, as a thank you for all the years of being my friend and doing this together with me, Trey Parker brought out Getty Lee and Alex Liferson. Nice. Yeah. And and he got to play drums to Closer to the Heart. Nice. You know, so he got to play. I mean, it was like you can just tell he yeah. had yeah. no idea this was about to happen. You know, every once in a while, you know, that you know, those those kinds of things are like are great, right? It's like uh what's that guy's name? Adam Scott from uh Adam Scott who was in uh yeah. the not the uh Parks and Recs with uh you know and have you seen that episode where he talked to you know where and it was um what's Mark Hamill? It, it, Mark it was, Hamill, right? Mark yeah. Hamill. It was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Well, Jimmy Kimmel Live, but uh, what's her face was uh, co- uh was guest hosting, um, right? Um, I, I can't remember her name now, but you know, and, and he talked about having written a letter. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sure he was busy that day, and like you could really tell that it's like you know, like he's a he's you know he, you know he, he he's clearly shaken, right? I mean, it's like you know you could tell like. He is fighting tears at that point. And, and when a story, so here's, you know, what what can Matt Stone do that he hasn't done? He's won a Tony. He's right. won a Grammy. He was nominated for an Oscar. Yep. You know, he's had a hit show that's lasted 25 seasons. And, yep. and to get to play with his favorite band. You know what I mean? It was yep. just so, it was wonderful. It was really, and dude, I mean, I haven't watched like the last, let's yeah. say, twenty-one years of that show. Sure, yeah. But you know the songs and the bigger. But they had a whole like orchestra people. They had like eight yeah. background. It was a great concert. Like as a concert goes. Yeah, right. It was a great concert. Right. Yeah. But it was absolutely everything that you could have hoped for. Everything you could have hoped for with guest appearances, with with everything. So so the, yeah, it was one of those nights where. You know, management sometimes I think gets a little jealous how much Joe and I like like the same things, <laughs> and that we can we can sit there for like nine hours and just you know watch the dumbest. I, I stuff. don't I, I don't know why she can't like the those amazing material herself. I mean I don't know what her problem is. I mean, honestly, right? I think it's a her. <laughs> I thing. mean that's that's really I, is that's the issue, right? That's the so yeah. Oh, by the way, Trey, Trey Parker, I think he's a Kings fan. Oh, great. And, 
right, right, well, right. Yes, the Cartman thing. Cartman, and because I, I and, and I think at the, I saw him at the. Uh, it, mu- it must have been. It, I think that it was the 2012. You know, on your birthday in 2012, I think I. Uh, you know, I saw him in the uh, in the stands. You know, in the concourse as I was getting beer or something like that. So. That's awesome. No, and I love, and for people who don't know, people were surprised there's this Go Kings Go thing oh, that they get with Cartman, you know, an animated thing where yeah. he like, he harpoons a, a yeah. shark when, you know, they play yeah. the sharks or. He I, does, I, I basically have my phone ready to try to record that every game that I go to. And I've gotten like maybe six or seven of them. And it's like, but how can they I put afford it up that? On my YouTube. I put it up on YouTube, so. And people are like, how can they afford that? It's like he wants it. And it's funny because they explain how they got Primus to do the, okay. you know, yeah. and it's a funny, they had like $79 budget <laughs> it to do. And they got Primus for $79. Um, I, you know, I could see Les Claypool doing that. Like Les Claypool is a kind of a, he's a different cat, right? I mean, that dude is a different cat. I could see him doing it. Dude, unarguably their most famous song. Uh yeah, I mean, you know. I, I mean that song gets played all the time. Twenty five years later, by everybody. They, let's face it, South Park has a wider audience than Primus does. Primus is a great band, yeah, but you know I don't think people would tune in to see Primus every week for twenty five. Anyway, you know, you know the you know, uh, and want to speak and kind of just closing this off. Have you seen the? Uh... Les Claypool talk about him failing the, uh, or not failing, failing's the wrong word, but um, not getting the uh, Metallica gig. No, is that oh, great? Oh, it's, it's it's just so sad. And you know, and part of it is you know he another Bay Area guy, right? So apparently him and you know like um, uh, both like uh, I think a couple of the guys in the band go back a long way, and so he did the audition. And he thought he would, you know, he thought he had a good chance of getting it and he didn't get it, you know, so, yeah. I mean, well, to be the head guy in your own band or to be bass player. In the, so, oh, by the way, it's funny that you mentioned Metallica and we're talking about celebrities. Did you see this season of, of, um, probably not, but sure. Go ahead. Did you see go this? Ahead. You you haven't seen uh Stranger Things? I, you know, I have to start it. So no, okay. I, do, I do know that the Master of Puppets is trending. Okay, yeah. without giving anything away, it's a kid in that video. A right. kid in the season plays that song, right? And um, and so uh, management showed me this clip. He was hanging out at a concert and he got to jam that in the rehearsal studio with them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It was very very cool. And then he he actually learned to play. It took him two years. Like he he knew for two. Well, because of COVID, yeah. shut it down. Yeah, yeah. So I think the idea was like, hey, you're gonna play this song, and you know we're gonna have cut to somebody else, right. like the close up of the finger work. Yeah. And for two, but he had the extra time because of COVID. So he learned yeah. to play that song. That's cool. Yeah. And and so they brought him in their rehearsal room and they played it with them. It's on YouTube. It's great. It's you know, just you know, search, you know, Metallica, Stranger Things. Right, it comes right, up. Yeah. But but those sure. are nice. So let's move on to some uh some other, you know, stuff. Uh while we're talking about music, uh D Schneider. Oh fucking D Snyder is hilarious. Who who won Twitter again? Not me. It wasn't me. I, I retract my statement. I look me getting liked by a comment by Emo yeah. Phillips. Yeah. That, that's good for me. Yeah. So I so mean, yeah. I mean, it's so like you know D Snyder. Um, I, 
and I don't know who the actual guy that tweets at him is where, you know, and D Snyder has not surprisingly been critical of the, you know, the, you know, the previous uh, regime and everything else. But then there is this one portion where some, you know, some guy finds him doing a video where, or uh, uh, finds him doing a performance where he's on stage with that, that other guy's family, the entire family, it looks like, you know, everybody's on stage, you know, the junior and that, the guy that, you know, that always gets ignored and, you know, Ivana, you know, uh, Ivana and all that, everybody's on stage and he's doing, we're not going to take it. And, the, and some guy goes, has the audacity goes, Hey, is that you, you know? And, you know, basically the idea of, Oh yeah, you're a hypocrite. You were, you were happy to share the stage with these guys and the guys, you know, and these, you know, claps back and said, Hey, listen, I was happy to do that. And I'm you know proud to do it. Freaking, because that raised another fifty fifty thousand extra dollars because somebody was paying willing to pay fifty thousand dollars to have those guys on stage with him do this for a St. Jude's Hospital, um, you know, benefit. So yeah, so this gave St. Jude's Hospital fifty thousand extra dollars, and the guys trying to clap him for it. It's like, I mean, what kind of a jerk would D. Snyder be if he's going to essentially say, yeah, I don't like these people, so we're, I'm you know I'm going to not get that extra 50k for all for all you know charities freaking the St. Jude hospitals right i mean place where kids um, get cancer treatments for free right so and so and then he goes on to say hey as soon as these guys did you know you know you know basically whatever else they did he was immediately going to essentially you know criticize them for what they did but i don't you know obviously he doesn't apologize for that no well it was it was while that douchebag was just the host of the apprentice it was before he he ruined the country and and single-handedly tries to destroy democracy no the tweet that i'm talking about oh is earlier in the week oh uh because people at, at at QAnon rallies and at trumpkin rallies keep playing we're not gonna take it Right, right, right. And so he tweeted out, I'm going to read it, all capital letters. Hey, idiots. Yeah. Where is it? Oh, fuck, hold on. No, somebody was so, okay. Hey, idiots, read the first line. Oh, God damn it. No, this is everybody talking about it. Hold on. I got to find it. because. But basically, you know, he says it's like, yeah, that song was written by a cross-dressing libtard. You know, <laughs> yeah. you you are the people that I'm talking about that are trying to destroy, yeah. you know, all the like he just goes on like, you know, just this huge, this great rant about, yeah, you are the people I'm talking about in the show. So I, I got to say that is the kind of the brilliance of of the of that of the Republican Party in their ability to paint themselves like as the victim as if like some kind of this other shadow establishment is keeping you know them down it's like it's like it, it is it is freaking amazing you know just you know i don't know what it is some kind of jedi mind control that they have to convince people that hey they like you know they are the kind of the persecuted and they are the minorities and they're the ones that are being you know you know, oppressed, right? So it's just, it's just the shocking, you know, uh, mind control that they have. Well, it's funny because they, they, they go on CNN, Fox News, OAN, you know, and, and Twitter and talk about how their voices are being silenced. You know, they're, they're 
on the floor of the Senate or on the floor of the House of you know representatives live on C-SPAN saying that they're being silenced. You know, it's like I give anything for you to be silenced. I I give anything for you to be silenced. But you you have they they get in front of a bank of microphones to talk about how they're being silenced. But yeah, I mean, but, but he came right out. It's like. Yeah, I'm a cross-dresser. Anyways, he is just the best of the best. Um, you know, uh, so this week, uh, you know, President Biden, uh, I don't know, like, I, you know, the whole dark Biden thing, I think it's confusing. It's supposed to be a good thing that they're corrupting. Anyways, the whole student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Look, it's a no-win situation. He campaigned on it. And on one side, you know, they're screaming, you know, Oh, that's not fair. This is this is an outrage. This is tyranny. How dare you do this? You know, Ted Cruz saying these uneducated baristas getting, you know, tuition, you know, forgiveness. It's like, wait, they're uneducated, but they're getting college tuition. You know, I mean, look, it's we won't get into the whole predatory lending. I'll simply say. Hitting close to home. The, the shitty mid-level state school that I went to and graduated in 93 cost $2,000 a year for tuition and fees. The same mid-level state school that my niece graduated two years ago, almost 12,000, a little under 12,000. You know, so it went up six times. And my state school that I went to in 93 <sighs> primarily was a teaching college, teaching and nursing, but teaching was the big major oh, there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And it, yeah, like three, yeah. four years before I went there, it was it was Fitchburg's Teachers College, is what it was called. Okay. And so teaching and nursing were the big majors. And 1993. Wait, so people have to, oh, I'm sorry, to become a nurse, not to nurse. Oh, never mind. Oh, no. We I, play, didn't, we I, didn't, play, I didn't know you needed to go, to go to school to, you know, you know, nurse your babies, but I was about to get kind of excited for you but you know oh i know how much you like boobies dude biff i mean it was a seven almost eight to one girl the guy ratio (laughs) i I played on the hockey team well i went there to play on the hockey team i ended up six months later being in a touring band dude it was shooting fish in a barrel anyway no that's a coincidence because i went to a school where it was like a maybe Five to one male to female ratio. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was awesome, dude. It, it, it literally it, it it was it was playing the fiddle on the roof as Rome yeah. was burning. It was yeah. despotry. While, while, uh, while I sustained my long distance relationship for probably a little way too long. So, so I uh, so what ended up happening is I graduate ninety three yeah. two thousand dollars. The starting teacher salary was about twenty eight twenty nine thousand back then. Yeah. This year, the state, like I said, tuition is twelve grand. Right. Now, that's not room and board. That's that's tuition and fees. Yeah, tuition yeah. and fees have gone up sixfold. Wow, that's Te- yeah. Teacher okay. salary, a starting teacher salary in Massachusetts is about thirty seven, thirty eight. Yeah. So it's 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 gone up fifty yeah. percent. At the same time, tuition has gone up six hundred percent. And so we, you know, and then loan rates also, thanks to George W. I think it was two thousand four. He ended up. If you went bankrupt, the only thing you couldn't get out of is tax liabilities. Well, he signed a law in 2004, 2005, making it that you couldn't get out of college debt either. So you go bankrupt, you know, and then the same thing. Look, so I do. I have one niece and a boyfriend and her boyfriend who are are about 75 grand in the hole. And they're going to take this 10 grand each and put it towards a house. You know, and, and the money's going right back into the economy. Anyways, so on one yeah, side, but yeah, bottom line, you know what? You know, 
considering all of the bad spending that's gone on with our tax dollars, I'm sorry, but this this should actually help people. You know Wait, what? it I, isn't even the I tax am for any. I am for anything that helps people. Wait, this this isn't this is look too big to fail. The, you know the, the the so you bail out Goldman yeah. Sachs, but you won't bail out you know Mary Lou, yeah. who's you know yeah. who's who literally for some stupid reason went to a great school to become a teacher. And you know, paid forty grand a year to go to Yale to be a teacher, and is now making thirty six thousand dollars. You know, yeah. um, you know, the house that my mom bought in nineteen seventy four cost thirty six thousand dollars. Listen, yeah, I mean, look, this isn't something that's you know that's resulting in you know like the beneficiaries using the money to you know to do you know stop uh, no to do you know stock buybacks or something like that, right? I know that this is money that is. Helping our, I mean, literally, it's one of those, it, and it's kind of funny because I'll be honest with you, I'm not a Biden fan, uh, but you know, when when he's, it, it's hard for me to essentially, um, you know, poo poo the things that have kind of been, you know, signed in his, you know, in this in, during this, you know, um, uh, during his presidency, right? Like, I can't. How could I? How could I poo poo like the pact, you know, or how could I poo poo this where it's actually you know, helping actual real people in a very, very direct way. None of this, you know, trickle-down economics bullshit that, no. you know, that we've been hearing, right? I mean, this is literally money that is going straight to people who is essentially being, uh, you know, you know, negatively, you know, impacted by these, you know, these, you know, loan, you know, loan dollars. So, yeah, and I, and I, I hear the arguments about, oh, what about me? I got, yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you didn't get the benefits of it. But you know what? You know, you know, it's funny. Why so, can't you be happy for somebody else? So, so on another podcast, we will talk. I didn't even realize till I saw a list the other day. He has actually signed more legislation in the first two years than any president in history, and it's good stuff. Yeah. Like it, it, the Green New Deal isn't everything that we hope, but it's the best that he could get through the gun <laughs> thing. Anyways, I'm not going to go off on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But on one hand. People are bitching that you shouldn't have done it, and on the other hand, his own party—you didn't do enough. It should have been total what? forgiveness. And hold on a sec. I wanted to just say it was a yeah. campaign promise. So he's living up to a campaign yeah. promise. So it was a no win anyways. But but management had the best take. She's like, you know what? My mom died of dementia two years ago. And if they come up with a cure for dementia that's going to save somebody else's mom, it's like me saying, no, 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 no. My mom died because this cure wasn't out there. Yeah, and that's yeah. not fair that I lost my mom. And that there's now this medicine that's going to help your mom. Fuck yeah. that. Your mom gets to die of dementia too. No, that and that's classic, right? I mean, it really is. It's 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 really like you know, I mean, it's it's like it's it's like as if this world is full of the, your those grandpas. Well, you know, well things weren't that easy in my days. You know what? You probably wish that it was that easy in your day, right? I mean, it's like you know, things happen where. You know, not everybody gets benefits of everything, right? But why can't you be happy that people who aren't, you know, doing great or who are going to be helped by this are going to be helped by this? Why can't you be happy? So, so who are you? Who the fuck are you rooting for? Are you yeah, rooting mean, for the big banks? Are you rooting for? I mean, like I said, again, the same college in 30 years has I'm gone on up team 6%. interest loans. Right. You know, it's like, I don't want everybody. I'm on team interest. Well, it's the same thing with yeah. the healthcare thing. It's like when people were fighting against Obamacare, it's like, wait a minute. You're fighting. People aren't getting. Yeah. 
Total, that, you yeah. know, people people who need an EpiPen are getting an EpiPen now versus not paying <laughs> the rent to get an that, EpiPen. That is a classic one of the exactly what you just said earlier, where you know what, it's not fully what I wished it had, but you know what's great? Uh, I mean, what's great about the um, uh, ACA is that it's one of the few things that I could specifically point my finger at the terms of the bill that helps me in a direct way because I am able to now keep my son on my insurance until he's 26. And I could not do that with my other son, you know, because no, as, soon right. as, he, as soon as he turned 18, I couldn't, you know, the insurance was, you know, we had to basically pay for his insurance. I had to pay out of pocket for his insurance after he turned 18. Whereas for my son, Hey, I could keep him on my insurance until he's age 26. That eight years is, I mean, I don't know how how people don't realize how how immense that is. No, Biff, uh, look, I don't, I don't, I don't feel any shame in telling this story. I've told it so many times. I'll tell it on the podcast. My significant other in two thousand and six gets pregnant. Two thousand six, two thousand seven, because he was born September two thousand seven. Uh, you know, we didn't have health insurance. You know, I had just started a new company. We didn't have health insurance. She gets pregnant and we went to everybody. We went to Aetna. We went to Kaiser. We went to Blue Cross Blue Shield. She had a pre-existing condition, so they wouldn't take her. Wow. Yeah, right. Okay. That's Being pregnant. Yeah. Being right. pregnant oh, right, was a right, pre-existing right, right. condition. That's correct. That is correct. Yes. Well, but, yeah. So yeah. yeah but then, yeah. but if you look, if, yeah. if you look at, if you look at what pre-existing conditions are, dude, it's discussed. The Trump administration, three times at the height of COVID, went to the Supreme Court trying to get COVID listed as like a, you know, a, like a yeah. long-term pre, yeah. so it wouldn't be covered by insurance because they know yeah. they didn't know. Anyways, I'm sidebar. So in yeah. 2007. Uh, you know, I, I I have a decent job. I start a new company. I'm doing okay, and we. It's not that we couldn't afford health insurance. Nobody would insure us. Yeah, 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 and that's so, correct. so a friend said, "Well, you guys aren't married. She has a different last name. She should just go get on Cal Health or whatever it is." So she goes and signs up for that, and it was hard because we go. She signs up, and they're like. Oh, well, here's 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 all your fruit tips and all this. And she's like, no, no, we don't need any of that. Like, save it for somebody who does need it. We don't want to take it. We just want to be able to get into a fucking doctor's, you know, because otherwise you can't. And doctors won't see you around shorts. Even if you want to pay out of pocket, you cannot get, you know, a, a baby doctor. So anyways... Long story, a little longer. Uh, he ends up being born at UCLA at the what's considered the second best children's hospital in in America. He is born with a birth defect that require that required the birth defect. Aside from the fact that you're one of the parents, I'm one of the right, exactly the other the other birth defect. And, and, well, he had a bunch. He had a bunch coming right out of the gate. He was alert. He's allergic to a bunch of shit. He was tongue tied. But the big thing is, he was born with a club foot. He had a surgery. Oh my god! He, I didn't know he was tongue tied because the irony of a child being tongue tied that is born, you know, with your genes is just right. Holy crap. Anyway, everything. I digress. So he, he did. He had a small procedure for being tongue tied, but the club foot. And then every week for nine months, he had to have a new cast put on every week. We had to go to. Right, U- right. Dude, I not, yeah. That would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and, the, and the guy who performed the surgery, um, Dr. Oppenheim, he is the guy who created this this 
the surgery. And and wow. he's at, he's only at UCLA half a year because the other half of the year he's a touring lecturer showing right, other right, doctors right. around the world how to do this. Dude, right. not only did we get it at the best hospital with the best doctor, it cost it cost us nothing. It cost the taxpayers of California, and it only cost the taxpayers of California because it, this was pre. ACA and a pre pre existing condition. So all the fucks that didn't want, you know, people to to get this dumbass, you know, the whole anyways, look, Biden has signed so many great things. Uh, It was a campaign promise. He had to do it. Um, But anyway, Trump Trump signed that cruelty to animals act. You know what else Trump signed? (laughs) You, You know what else Trump signed? And it's been making the rounds. And, and it's a great clip, and I I have forwarded on the Carnival Personnel <laughs> yep, site. Yep. It's he's talking, and this is at the height of lock her up and and what about her emails? Yeah, he signs an executive order like quadrupling the penalty <laughs> for 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 mishandling of classified, classified information. information. And he, now Red Paul wants to pull it. It's great. It's like- he he doesn't want to. He he's not saying he's not saying for selling it. He's not saying <laughs> yeah, for yeah. he's saying for mishandling it. Mishandling it. It, it. It's like minimum five years in jail for mishandling classified information. Well, to be to be fair though, right? I mean, have we? I, I think we still have to finish the the um, the Hillary email uh, investigations, right? I mean, that's oh, we'll get so to we, the bottom of that, right? Yeah, so we, yeah, we'll have to do that first, right? Before you mean actually... uh, you mean other than the investigation where she got called in front of the Senate and testified for eleven hours and listen, never once listen. and never once took the fifth? Listen, listen, you know, I mean, to, but to be fair, to be fair, right? You know. We, you know, she, she's only done it once, and we had two Benghazi in- investigations. So maybe it's time that we had our second, you know, uh, Senate hearing on, on that whole thing. I think it's maybe time, right? And, and the and the and the great thing it was we're sidebarring, big shock. It's a whole Hunter Biden laptop. It's like first of all, like. The statute of limitation, had he done anything while he was vice president, has long exceeded. Second of all, Ivanka and Jarrett made $5 billion over the last five years. So I think you should fucking pump the brakes on, on even if Hunter Biden is guilty of everything that they said, yeah. the fact that. I, so, yeah, that, that, so, I mean, I kind of believe that, there, he, you know, he probably did something because I think that's what politicians do, right? Oh, yeah, you know what, this is going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and try to, you know pull something for my family right but it's i and i think and you know i think there's a good chance that there was something there but it's completely different compared to when you're actually in the administration like you know you know you know ivana was right and then and, to have share it right right and then and, and then to have influence over china and then at the same time they're you know having these chi- you know negotiations with china and everything else that she actually has like like a freaking ridiculous number of trademarks and patents you know passed you know kind of set up in china at the right. same time well, that she's great, in office right the the great thing is like where's the first trip as president that he took where's the first place yeah. that he got on he goes to saudi arabia yeah you know the place that just gave jared 2 billion dollars uh the, the, oh, but the, the, no, no, you don't understand. That's he, Saudi Arabia is one of our top allies. Oh, no, without a doubt. Uh, yeah. The first G7 summit, the first G7 summit at the pre summit dinner, uh, you know, Donnie Four Scoops is running late. So Ivanka sits at his place. Yeah. Like yeah. it says, you know, Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and she, he sits next to CGP. 
It was the very next day after that dinner that, lo and behold, China had seven pe- seven yeah. trademarks that she had been yeah. Yeah. held up in Chinese court for like four years. Lo and behold, the very next day. So, the, anyways, I want to get Good. back. Coincidence. Coincidence. So, so are the walls closing in? Because have you been following? Like, give me a second. Yeah. Have you been following the Georgia election thing? Um. Uh- uh, not beyond the just the regular stuff, right? Like you know, essentially, um, is that is that actually being um, there? There's kind of like some. I, I just saw some stuff with re, in regards to oh. the Georgia election investigation. Okay, it, it's it, right. No, it's been big. Like Rudy Giuliani tried to get out of it. Right, right, and, and right. he said he was too old and sick to fly, and the judge said take a bus. Yeah, so yeah. he showed up this week. Brian Kemp, the governor, has been compelled, and a judge upheld him testifying to the grand right, jury. Right. Okay, uh, uh, Lindsey uh, uh, Graham, he he was supposed to testify last week, but he doesn't have to testify for a couple of weeks. He's trying to get it to the Supreme Court. Anyways, that is moving forward. I think the Georgia thing is the most important thing, and this is why. Because whatever happens with January 6th, whatever happens with these classified documents, if if anything happens where he gets charged by the DOJ, and let's face it, we're two years away from a presidential election. If a Republican gets elected and, and Donnie Forscoops is on trial, what's going to happen the very first yeah, day? Absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, we're going to you know. what happens in Georgia? You can't pardon state crimes. No, no, but I mean, but it depends on who the Georgia governor is, right? Well, that's true too. That's true. Right. But, but either way, it, it, you know, if 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 Georgia, if they can flip Georgia somehow, you know, if they can flip Georgia, then he cannot get pardoned for the state crime. But on one hand, the Georgia thing. On the other hand, the New York City. It's a civil case, but yeah, that, yeah. but that fraud case. Don't forget his hand side. 40 45 year cpa yeah. just pled guilty right 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 yeah in exchange for testifying against you know him so right. that so that that he's going he, the guy who knows where all the bodies are buried and i'm not just talking ivanka he knows where all the other bodies I, you know, I, are buried. I, I, will, I will say something I, I will say one thing about this, all these other things it's like you know for a guy who's supposed to be like a reno really good businessman like every, all these people that kind of support him think say he's a good businessman it's like why does he have to like you know why does he have to nickel and dime to get his money like i mean seriously like i don't think that he was the first guy to figure out that if i buried a member of my family at my golf course that i could essentially you know relieve myself of tax obligations and you know whatever financial liens and everything else right in new jersey I don't think he's the first to think of that, but I think that the other rich guys were confident enough in their ability to be rich to say that, you know what, I think I don't think I'm going to cross that line because you know what, I don't need to because I'm rich and I'm good at being rich. And I think, right, how, how, how many, how many. Send me money emails. Does Jeff Bezos send out every day? That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, literally, Elon Musk. He's a piece of shit. But have you got any? Hey, yeah, help yeah. me with my legal costs. Yeah. Right, right, right. All those dudes, right? I mean, they they're kind of you know. There's a difference between the legit rich guys and then the kind of the poser rich guys that you know yeah whatever dude dude it's it's hilarious but so on one hand you got the georgia election you got the new york city fraud the the the, the, you know you you know that the j6 people are coming back early and that they're they're having they're having 
hearings this week and uh, not hearings. They're, they're, they're doing witness statements this week. They came back early from break. Oh, okay. And, okay. and the upside, look, people forget for let, let's not call her a hero. Let you know. Let's not. Let's not say she's a safe. You talk, you're talking about the. Dark, you're talking about kind of. You know, she's. It, the, that is the one thing that really, really bothers me when people refer to uh, Dick Cheney as Darth Vader because you, you're fucking saying that Princess Leia as Liz Cheney is like, yeah, fuck that. You know? No, exactly. Yeah, fuck that. So, but but the funny thing is, like, people forget. And the past three weeks, four weeks before the break, she voted against. Um, Protecting yeah. women's women's right to, yeah, to protect yeah, yeah. themselves. She voted against baby formula. She voted yeah. against gun control. She voted against everything. So and yeah. she's a piece of shit. But because she lost the election, dude, she is going to fucking burn them down to the ground. She, I, 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 she doesn't I, want to take down Trump. She wants to take down because she said she started a pact to take down Ted Cruz. And I think, um, is it Holly or is it? She name checked like three people, yeah. like Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, and Jeff Josh Holly. Yeah, she's yeah. planning on going after. But Listen, she, I, I, th- I think I, I will say this. I think that um, unlike some of the other people, right, who are just kind of like you know, kind of fucking mindless puppets, I think that I will give Liz Cheney credit for being probably smarter than some of those other people. Where I think she, I, I, this is just my personal belief. I think she understands that. This is an opportunity for her to kind of create a legacy for herself. Right? Yes. And she, so and, when, and then, when right. she runs in 2024, she I, will run as the, hey, I did what was right for yeah. America. Not my yeah. party. Yeah. For my country. But, but not even that. I think that I think that she is kind of seeing that this is like an important moment in the history that's going to be in the history books. And she doesn't want to be like on the like say you know how all these people were on the wrong side of the McCarthy feet hearings. Yep, she's not going to be that one that person that, that's going to be on the wrong side of the you know the, this whole fiasco. I think that she understands that. So, so, so I think yeah. the walls with the January sixth thing are starting to close in. I also, th- but this classified information. So it was three <sighs> weeks ago that they that they you know executed the search warrant at Mar Largo. <laughs> And every time they turn around and they're like, we want to know why. It's like, well, this is what we didn't want to put it out there, but this is why. Well, we want more information. And every time they demand more information (sighs) and they put out more information, it only makes them look bad. You know, you know, I think the worst thing about it is that, you know, when I when I when I kind of heard what happened and I was thinking the first thing I thought about and I didn't have any evidence, I didn't say anything about it, but. The first thing I thought about it is that is that is this going to be something that you know fucks with our foreign intelligence? And now it's kind of come out yes. that potentially, right? It's like, I mean, the fact that we've actually potentially, I, I don't, we don't have any proof, of anything. We don't have anything right now. But if it does come out that we lost foreign, you know, intelligence resources as a result of this irresponsible, you know, management, or even worse possibly handing over information to the wrong hands it's like oh my god what the fuck are you doing it's like one of the things that i hear the you know the you know the so-called supporters of that that fucking guy say is is a well you know in his regime he he strengthened you know the military yeah okay so you increase military spending i don't think that's necessarily you know you know uh strengthening the company but the country but i mean if you're if we're losing freaking you know foreign i mean it's like 
foreign spies don't fucking go on grow on trees. I mean, so, as, as distasteful as it, it is, those are freaking valuable, valuable, valuable resources. And getting a new one in there is just so hard. So I will say this. As somebody who works closely with the military on a number of different things, most of the people I deal with lean the lean Republican. But I will say all the ones that I deal with who lean Republican over the last five years has been like, dude, he can't be pulling people out of Germany. Dude, what, what the whole thing with Qatar. I mean, the yeah. fact that Qatar is the most U.S. friendly country. I yeah. mean, the two biggest military bases we have outside of U.S. Yeah. soil are in Qatar. And when he when he and with Saudi Arabia did that, you know, yeah. did that blockade, yeah. all the military people that I deal with, you know, a place I lived for three years, all these military people I'm friends with were all like, dude, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, and the same thing 100%. 100%. when they started to withdraw troops in Germany, everybody's like, dude, Putin's been you know, begging for that for years. Why are you, when he threatened to not, you know, support NATO, it's like, no, he didn't make yeah. us more. Did, did he make Raytheon more money? Yes. Did he, at the, the, the people at the top profit? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the people who actually, and there was, there was an article that came out about eight months ago that I was reading that somebody sent me about eight months ago, it came out about the number of intelligent assets, um, Right. That, that have stopped working with us and the recruitment it has had an all time low yeah. and people yeah. are trying to figure out why people won't yeah. work with us anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't forget the first day, the first day in office, he had Kisiak, a known Russian spy in the Oval Office, and he was yeah. showing shit off. Yeah. So anyways, I think the walls are closing in. Well, Whether I'll, I'll, I'll say this, you know, the way things have gone in this. You know, this country, I am not going to, you know, I am just going to say until I actually see something. Herp walk. I mean, something concrete. I'm just not going to celebrate anything. No, no, I, you can't. Until yeah. there's a perp walk. And, and I, you know, the question always has been, what is a bridge too far for these people? If he sold intelligence to an adversary, if he sold intelligence well, that mean, resulted that's, in that's death. A, but I mean. This is a country that, like now, doesn't consider Russia. You know, there are people in this country that don't consider Russia an adversary. It's like, are you fucking out of your mind? I mean, seriously, you know? right? Right. No, but it, but if it comes out, he sold classified yeah. information. Is anyways. But I think the walls are closing in. But again, I'm not getting too excited. Same thing with everything else. Uh, but it is interesting. Speaking of Russia, that. Uh, they're having recruitment problems, and, and if this war in Ukraine has dragged on so much longer, it's it's kind of interesting. They're having the the Desert Storm moment, like um, right, you know, right? And, you know, and, and to be fair, it's it's very different. It's very different from what you know what happened in the U.S. But I rem remember, like in 1992, where you know these uh, you know these people who joined the military thinking that you know what I'm joining the military so I could get college funding and things that I didn't know, I didn't know I was gonna have to fight in a war right this isn't what I was signed up for so, actually that's what you did sign up but, but for but at least there was no I will say there was no deception on the part of the US government right it just so it was just the you know just happened as you know circumstance versus the Russians who said yeah there's you know this is these are just exercises and blah 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 and they're you know their domestic mis misinformation is kind of starting to backfire it's like 
yeah, why are these people coming back in body bags? It's like, right. you know, right? Six, I mean, you right. can hide the first wave of body bags, but six months later. Sure, yeah, I mean. You know, yeah. uh, so so with all that good stuff, uh, uh, what do we got going on in crime this week? You know what? I did not look, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I did not post, even though I saw, I had some worthy posting. Like, one of my favorites was happened last week where there, you know, the, you know, there was, um, the, the in Tokyo they were having the serious problems with people who are essentially you know flagrantly ignoring the signs regarding you know crosswalks where people were jaywalking at these crosswalks when you know the light was not green and was causing these um you know dangerous situations so is that so is that, that why you left Japan uh no okay all right there was another because it sounds horrible it sounds horrible yeah, uh, that that, that would make me get up. But it, was, but it was really because the unmanned, you know, uh, pot sticker store was getting, you know, oh. there. that was the reason why I left because I cannot live in a country where no! an unmanned, you know, retail store, you know, people are stealing, you know, or this one dude is stealing from this unmanned, um, you know, retail store. So that was really what did it. Um, well, you know, we 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 did have a Japanese themed U.S. crime story that we talked about on the text exchange. If you oh want to, if you want to, if you want to bring that up, maple. no, it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, one of my friends who, uh, um, um, basically uh, after uh, getting his degree, went back to Minnesota. He actually works for, I think he works for 3M, but he lives in uh, in that Minneapolis area, and you know, so yeah, in in Edina there was a, a major this this crime reported where this you know maple tree was stolen you know out of, out of the and i i don't know if the maple tree was actually buried in the ground which would have been impressive but or if it was in one of those you know big those landscaping pots kind of a thing you know those so i i kind of like to believe that the perpetrators just stole a maple tree that was in a pot and just put it on the back of their pickup truck and you know took off with it because it's valued at like whatever eight hundred dollars just to be clear japanese maple japanese maple yes Beautiful. And, and and when you posted that, I said, "All I hear yeah. is that's a Japanese tree taking away a job from a good old American, American tree." Ma- yeah. And then John Taylor you know, says, uh, "Acre tree." <laughs> it's like, yeah, those are the, those, our our text thread has made it impossible for any of us to run for any office anywhere. Thank goodness none of us have any kind of political ambitions. Ever, ever. So let's get on to sport. Uh, I I didn't even know, I guess, I guess the last preseason NFL games have been played. I had my fantasy football draft this morning. I missed the first two rounds because I was making lunch for the people who were coming over to my house. Oh, well, the first two rounds, like anyone will tell you, the first two rounds aren't the important rounds anyways. Yeah, you know. Like all the talent is in the – look, as a Patriot fan, I can tell you the real talent is the last pick of the sixth round. That's that's the sweet spot. You know know what the sad part is? Is like – there was a time where I really, really, really cared about this stuff, and I can't believe that I did. But I used to care about this stuff a lot, and then about I, I know exactly when I stopped caring, and it's and it's kind of weird, but it's the the point where I stopped caring was that is is has nothing to do with fantasy football. It has to do with football players and their off field, you know, transgressions, and it was actually the. The Ben Roethlisberger oh, rape yeah. allegation. Yeah. And then I said, 
why am I like, you know, why am I caring so much about? And so that's the moment that I start stopped giving a crap about my fantasy football. And I've just been doing it as a social thing, but I really don't care if I win or lose. And the weird irony is, is that like, I would go, I would go through and I don't want to be that guy that just, you know, doesn't bother to update the, you know, the roster every week. I don't, I, I don't want to ruin it for other people in the league that might actually care. So I do maintain my roster. And what I, ended up doing was that my for like the last four or five years my projected finish was like either like you know in the bottom three but then all i do is every week i'll say oh this guy looks good in the waiver wire i'll drop this guy and add this guy and like i've actually won a championship and gotten to two finals in the last five years when i really don't give a crap and i'm thinking no, I don't really care, but okay. You know, I mean, I did fantasy for a few years and people gave me a hard time, but I'm like, A, I'm only going to pick Patriots or yeah. people who left so who, the Patriots right. that I under, like. Right, like right, if sure. they left under good, if they yeah, only, so if I, I, I'm going to pick Wes Welker kind of shit. Right, 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 right exactly. Yeah. Or Shane Vereen. Yeah, right. You uh-huh. know, that, that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. And, and it's surprising how much I won because if, 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 if Brady threw a touchdown pass yeah. to Gronk. You know what I mean? It was like, but, du- yeah, I will say, like, you know, and it's just getting worse, right? Like, I mean, this, like, Deshaun Watson, who's right. like now the, one of the biggest stars in the NFL going into this year. And then all his, it, it's, you know, and, and it's, it's in every sport. And in one, so it's one of those good news, bad news things where bottom line is, is this shit has been happening for years and years and years and years, right? And, right. They're you know finally being called called on it, and it's and, and I think that's the way it should be, right? It's like you know what, I don't care who these people are, right? Women should not be getting raped, you know, because oh, well, well, the Bills just released their punter, right, right, for, right. for those allegations, oh, right, 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 yeah. No, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, sports is starting, and, and we're not close to where it needs to be, but yeah, no, there's no. a line, and and look, I know for some reason, and it's a weird thing, for some reason. I know more Steeler fans than yeah. any other fan group other than the Patriots. You know what I mean? I, I know a couple of Raider fans. I know a Green Bay fan. Yeah. But I have a dozen friends who are Steeler fans. There isn't one of them who didn't have real issue with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, this is a, one, in, in, in one way, this is fucking a great year because I no longer have to – Root for Roth Roethlisberger succeeding. You know the dude right. is now gone. You know, and uh, and you know we're changing we're changing topics a little bit, but the whole sports world is waking up. You and I follow a lot of hockey sites, and right, right. and look, I, I've I've fallen down this rabbit hole. This one guy posts a different hockey card every day, and sometimes it's obscure players and this yeah. and that. But I just saw, and I don't know if I saw it because you commented on it or somebody we both follow commented on it. But there is now this wave to. Hey, yeah, Bobby Hull was a great player. Let's uh, take him off the fucking pedestal. Y- you know, I mean, he, he, yeah. serious, serious. He beat women, not just his first wife, but it right, seems right, right. A- every woman in his life. And and it's like, yeah, you know what? We know, it, you know, these awful people are out there, but we cannot. Let, let's stop yeah. praising these people. You know what yeah, I mean? That, I mean, that, that really started about, I think it was started a little bit before the pandemic where, there was enough pressure placed on the Blackhawks where I, I think, I think he had some kind of a role as like one of those, you know, team alumnus ambassadors, ambassadors kind of, yeah, kind of a thing. Right. And they took him off of that, you know, 
like whatever 2018 or 19 or so and it's been going for a while but you know it's a combination i mean it's there there definitely is the you know the you know beating bobby hall's mom thing right that's the a uh, brett hall's mom thing i'm sorry brett hall's mom thing there's the there's all that there's you know and obviously there's been some strange relate that relationship between the Brett Hall and Bobby Hall has been, you know, its own thing. And then the whole thing about uh, Hitler had some good ideas. He just went too far. That that comment didn't go over great, right? You know, so, yeah. Hey, you know, Hitler was a vegetarian who didn't smoke. Why do we dwell on the negative? Like, we always all just want to dwell. All I'm going to say is, is that some dude named Bobby Orr mm-hmm. put out a full-page ad paid by his own money in the whatever the – so yeah, Hartford newspaper to support that fucking guy in the last election, dude. He's the only hope for this country. It's like, dude, you know? that the comment that killed me was uh, yeah. he, he he's the perfect teammate, dude. He has thrown everybody under the yeah. bus at the first sign of trouble his entire <laughs> life. Like yeah. other than Ivanka, he would throw his sons under a bus if he can even remember he has two yeah. sons. Yeah. But but no, I want it. Yeah, the day that that came out. I didn't see it at first, but I had about a dozen, dozen right, and a half people. That, and, and my first thought was, oh, shit, he died. And then, <laughs> and, and then when I read it, I'm like, oh, shit, I wish he died. He died I, right. I would have rather have him at died than that. Um, but but yeah, uh, uh, you know, kind of transitioning out of sport, but staying on sport, getting into TV. Uh, I watched the Manti Teo documentary. On, oh, you on, did, huh? On, yeah. on Ness, uh, no, not on Ness, and on Netflix. Netflix, dude. I never thought I'd feel bad for the guy because I didn't know the whole story, you know. And, and, yeah, and, I, I, yeah, you know, I, I only know part of the story, and I know the only the weird parts. But if I think there was some kind of a catfishing involved, he, he right? got catfished. He hundred percent right. got catfished, right. and 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 the the person who catfished him honestly called him. The day his grandmother died yeah. and said she was in an accident and she's dead. Yeah. And so he literally thought, and he had oh. never met her. Yeah. He never met this, this, this woman. Yeah. Um, but dude, it's great. It's, it's a two part documentary. It's called the untold story or oh, untold Manti Teo. And, oh, you know, he's somebody who, who he was a finalist for the Heisman. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was supposed to be one of the first five or ten picks and drops to the end of the second round. I mean, well, look. The, the whole thing, you know, definitely that whole, you know. Right. I mean, look, he ended up having a great <laughs> career. He ended up having a ten-plus well, year career. What a, in the I, don't, I don't know what a great career, but, you know. Well, so, dude, what's the, what's the average career in the NFL? Well, what I'm saying is, is that I think that there was this expectation that he was going to be, you know, like a – Basically, before all of that weirdness started happening, people were expecting him to be one of those guys that are, is is like a generational linebacker, right? And he was never close to that, is what I'm saying. Right? Let's put it like this: he had a much longer, yeah, much better career than Bosworth. Well, that's yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely true. But you know, so I I, I basically. I will say that even though I'm not a fan of Notre Dame football because you know fucking Notre Dame football, Catholics. But but what? Catholics. Well, not you know I don't care about that. It's it's just Notre Dame football anyway. But you know he's a he's a Hawaii guy. You know I root for the Hawaii guys yep. and and man it it just, it just just broke my heart. You know with oh all that. hey a Mormon the Mormons are big in Hawaii. You didn't know that. I did not know that. Oh yeah, they're they're huge in Hawaii. I did not know that. <laughs> One of the things that's kind of hilarious is that 
there is this thing one of the one of the biggest tourist attractions in Honolulu or not Honolulu in, in the island of Oahu where Honolulu is is this thing called the Polynesian Cultural Society okay where you you're in you're kind of in this northern part of the island and then you see these you know these great shows with these you know you see these Hawaiian luau's you see these Tahitian luau's you see you know and then you have a like a buffet and enjoy a wonderful night of you know a wonderful dinner that's actually um, a Brigham Young BYU Hawaii campus outpost where their hospitality, you know, their you know, they're basically their hotel management kind of a you know division runs. There's basically it's kind of like largely student run. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's interesting. No, that that. So what else I watched this week? I watched the Neil Gaiman Sandman. Uh, the 10 episodes of Netflix. Well, I'm glad you're supporting it because I'm a bad friend and not supporting that. One of my oh. one of my one of my best friends in college, um, his sister actually manages Neil Gaiman when he goes on tour and stuff like that. So oh. he, does, he does all of the handling of the you know the local logistics and stuff like that. So I've been really bad about not you know not just that, but there he had the I'm, other one. Right? We're yeah. we're big Neil Gaiman fans. Yeah. I, I mean, my my son, my my second son, Squishy. His name comes from a Neil Gaiman um, Stardust. Okay. Um, Coraline is one of our favorite oh, movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Stardust, fucking underrated movie. I, that's a that's a lovely movie. That's totally underrated. You know, the funny thing is, so we got to see that, and it's before, you know, the oldest kid is born. It's just before he's born, yeah. and and we knew his name. I knew his name when I was 10 years old. It was going to be, you know, Luke or Grayson. It was always going to be Luke or Grayson. Yeah. It was always going to be Luke. Yeah. But then I, you know, I go and I marry a Korean girl and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> most likely not going to have dirty blonde hair and blue eyes. Why don't we go? He's probably going to have black hair. Let's go with Grayson. And, uh, and then, but just a month before it, 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 he's born, we're watching Stardust and I walk out of the theater and I'm like, holy fuck. I love that name, Tristan. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've never heard that name. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. Ever since Legends of the Fall, I've loved that name, Tristan. It's a great name. She Legends goes, of the Fall. That, there was a character, Tristan, in that movie. Brad Pitt. I, Brad Pitt's it, character. I have no idea. You know, I, I don't think, I don't know if I actually watched that movie or not. I know the, I know the movie. but you know, Brad, Brad Pitt's character. Brad okay. Pitt's character. Okay. And she's like, oh, my God, I, I've always loved that name. She goes, I had it on my list, but I never suggested it. I never thought you would like it. She's like, are you rethinking Grayson? I'm like, no. But if we have another kid, we're naming him Tristan. <laughs> three years later, yeah. three years later, we yeah, have another we, kid. Yeah. Like Stardust was a movie that uh, it's it's one of those. Um, I, I watched it on a plane and it's like one of those deals where, you know, normally I like to sleep on the plane and I couldn't. So I said, I, I just freaking watched the movie. And I watched the movie and said, holy fuck, this is a fucking fantastic movie. Why did I not even know about this movie? You know, and then, you know, uh, obviously, uh, was it Claire Danes, wasn't it? I think, Claire right? Danes, uh, right? who, was, who was the pirate captain, the cross-dressing pirate captain? Right. I uh, uh, yeah. uh, the, the, the mafia guy. He's always yeah. in, uh, you know, not Al Pacino. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Um, De Niro. De Niro. Robert De Niro. De Niro. Like, like, yeah. like oh, yeah. he's so great in yeah. it. He's yeah. so great in it. I mean, you know. Claire, you know, Claire Danes is one of my, you know, I mean, she's one of those actresses that I think that really um, deserves a little bit more, you know, what, well, whatever. That's it's, uh, that's another thing. But yeah, so I just watched it on the plane and said, oh my God, this is a fantastic movie, you know, so yeah. Yeah, you know who, and you know who played Tristan in, in Stardust? 
it's, it's, uh, it's uh, can Colin is Co- Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, right, right. right. Who, who goes on to? Yeah. Daredevil. Yeah. You know, uh, which is funny because because he th- doesn't look like him anymore. Well, well, this week somebody asked him. It's like. Because, you know, would, would you have been upset if the MCU recast a Daredevil? And he yeah. said, I would have gone to my basement, put on my costume and fought whoever they hired for the role. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was just awesome. Because usually people are like, yeah, you know, they went in a different direction. Oh, well, you know, I played him for four years. It was great. It's like, no, motherfucker, that's my role. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, getting back to what I'm watching now, uh, Stardust, it's great. 10 episodes. I haven't seen it yet, but then after the series, Sandman, 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 they dropped a two part, one hour, like two mini episodes put together that they didn't tell anybody about. Like about Mm -hmm. a month, about three or four weeks after they drop the series. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, by the way, we also did this. And everyone said it's great. So I got to wait till management gets back from Chicago. The other thing I'm watching that's really fun. Dude, I, I I might be just becoming the biggest football fan. And I mean, you know, football fan as in soccer. Right, um, right, right. You know, Ted Lasso is my favorite show ever. Uh, uh, Roy Kent is my I'm sorry, all- but okay. No, Roy I'm Kent kidding. is my all-time favorite character on any show. Uh, Roy Kent on the oh, show. So, so you're going to be, be behind a guy that sends his divorce papers to a woman on stage while she's speaking to an audience. Who? Great. Who That's did the kind this? Of people- Oh, you didn't hear about the Jason Sudeikis, Olivia? What's oh, no, 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 no. But no, but Roy Kent is the actor, uh, Brett Goldstein. Right, right. And anyway, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, but you this know, week, I, I, I realize what happened, but still, but maybe. this week, yeah. this week, I've been watching, uh, uh, I think it's We Are Wrexham, the uh, documentary about Ryan Reynolds buying that soccer team. And Wales. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I haven't seen episode three yet, but I saw the first two episodes. You know, and he buys it with that guy who created um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia and uh, and Mystic Charlie, Quest. Charlie, nope, not not the other one. The oh. other one. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Anyways, you he's also you know the star of that show Mythic Quest on Apple TV that I love. That's great. Uh, I know that show. And then we are two episodes into She Hulk. That is great. It's so campy. I understand that it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's campy and it's fun and it's 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 great. It's 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 it is. It's great. Yeah. I love. It's campy. Yeah. But but I, what are you watching? I I started watching. I actually started watching something old, but um, Love, Death, and Robots. Fantastic. Oh. Do I know that one? It is on Netflix, I want to say. I don't know if I started that one. I think that one's on our list, but I don't think we've got to. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, it's it's each episode is its own self-contained episode. It okay. is animated, and it's animated like basically every episode has looked different. Oh, cool. And essentially just kind of follows loosely follows that love, death, and robots theme. So, oh, I like that. So each is, you know, like essentially I watched it. It's like whatever, 30 minute commitment for each episode and and I'm done. And it, you know, so that, oh. in, that, in that sense, it's great for me. How long, how long are the credits? <laughs> I don't know because it does, you know, the Netflix does that thing. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Cause, no, cause, no, no, next episode. And then it goes to the next episode. Because, because I looked like there's a new I am Groot about baby Groot on. And I'm like, oh, we'll watch this. The wife's like, oh, let's let's check out a couple. There are only eight minute episodes. The episodes are two and a half minutes long. And oh, then it's honestly five and a half minutes credits. But um, 
but that's cool. Uh, you got a parenting tip to end on here, Biff? Uh, no, I do not. My parenting tip is this week, there are no parenting tips. It's the last week of summer vacation. <laughs> so we did, we told the boys, it's like, you know, starting, starting yesterday, starting, you know, Sunday, uh, because school starts on Wednesday, we're getting back into nine o'clock bedtime for one, 10 o'clock for the other, you know, ooh, no ooh, screens ooh. when you go to bed. Uh, Cause they have to get ooh. up at six 30, you know? And it's like, yeah, we're going to get it. We're going to spend okay. a couple days getting our bodies ready. But this past week, you do what the fuck you want. You know, sometimes you just got to say what the fuck. So my parenting tip is no parenting tip. <laughs> but uh, but that's it for me. So I'll let you bring it home, Biff. Well, you know, uh, wow, what a week it's been on the uh, on the news, eh? And so one of the things that I really, really have hope for is the kind of the, you know what? <laughs> The baby boomers kind of uh, screwed things up. Uh, I think we screwed things up quite a bit. And then you know, even though you know the gen, you know the generation after us, you know, uh, kind of screwed things up. But you know, I kind of have some hope for the millennials. I you know I follow a lot of the uh, the you know the uh, you know like say the the kids who were victims of the Lakeland sh- shooting, and they've become these activists that have been doing great things. I've seen some. Like literally in places like Ohio and Pennsylvania, where these really super young candidates trying to fight the establishment, and you know, it's it's just I get you know what I I guess I could be pessimist and say you know what this is all gonna gonna suck, or I could be an optimist and say you know what the kids are gonna still save this world. So I'm gonna go with the optimist mode. And one of the things that I do want to say, and maybe this is a parenting tip that I probably should have mentioned, but you know. I really want all of the kids, the younger younger generation, to really be involved and really influence the way this country is is, is running. And so, as these um, in many places, these um, uh, you know voting registration um, uh, things are coming in, and if there's you know signed for your you know it has your kid's name on it, I think it's important that they take a look at it. So when you see that mail come in, you know don't forget. Just wait and see Remember when 
standing there up beside you Looking listless and bored Just a bit disappointed The people you've met before Can't be sure Just wait and see Remember when She wandering Far at the best you'll ever be Can't be sure Just wait